come back to some of those basics of when you're looking for a load building, put your name, print your name and put your cell phone number on your bills of lading. Point it out to the customer and say, hey, if I pull out of the dock and there's a problem or a question, you call me directly. Small tactic there you heard at the top from none other than Overdrive's own contributing writer and an independent owner-operator coach now after decades behind the wheel of his own one-truck business, that'd be Gary Bucks, a familiar voice no doubt to many in the audience. Bucks was laying out a simple way to be more in tune with what the trucking business truly is at bottom, a customer service business. And as was emphasized earlier this week in Overdrive's Work-Life Balance Seminar with past small fleet champ Jason Cowan and the innovative logistics group owner-operator services firms Adam Wingfield, anything you can do to strengthen your relationships with those who feed you freight is of the utmost importance in a time like the present. I'm Todd Dills, and there's a lot more about that and what follows in today's edition of Overdrive Radio. Dropping in the podcast feed Friday, May 26th, heading into the Memorial Day weekend. If you're coming to us from the world-famous OverdriveOnline.com, you're probably seeing this on Memorial Day itself. And here's hoping you're able to take the time out to pay respects with memory for the fallen of our nation's long history. This edition features a talk headed up by the great Eric Harley, longtime Red Eye Radio host following in the footsteps of radio legend Bill Mack from earlier in his career. Harley invited myself and Gary Bucks, along with our Partners in Business collaborator Mike Hosted from ATBS, to sit in with him for a roundtable discussion tied to the new edition of the Owner-Operator Manual. The conversation was recorded at the Mid-America Trucking Show just a couple months back, and originally aired in its full form as part of the Red Eye Radio Extra Mile podcast series, available at RedEyeRadioShow.com. Overdrive has also released a series of short video excerpts of the talk via the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash overdrivemag. You can also find them via the Partners in Business section of overdriveonline.com. It's a wide-ranging talk focused on vital aspects of owner-operator business practice, from basic task management from Harley, spinning out the metaphors to put things in perspective. I don't have to climb the Everest. I can break it down into small hills along the way and say, Okay, I can take a week or two with this and say, these are the hours I'm going to dedicate to that. ATBS is Mike Hosted, letting you know what you might well be giving up if you're not paying very close attention to the tax And bill. we look at their past tax return, and they didn't even claim the per diem deduction, wow. which is a daily food allowance when yeah. you're on the, on the road. It's right. $69 a day right now. Wow. So the average independent contractor is getting fourteen dollars to $16,000 in deductions just for their food allowance, and we see that missed constant. And Gary Books, of course, ever mindful of the absolute necessity of cost and revenue awareness, real engagement with numbers. Real-time information is a motivator. Mm. It, it, it has meaning. It's touching those numbers. On the other side of a break, we'll dive right in and let the tape roll. Hopefully, an engaging back and forth of long haul this weekend. This coming week, whatever the case may be. Keep tuned. Every diesel needs to defend against clogged injectors, low lubricity, and slipping fuel economy. The best defense is the best defender. How's Diesel Defender with Advanced IDX4 Detergent? 
Get a deeper clean, maximum lubricity, and boosted fuel economy. Guaranteed. House Diesel Defender. Get optimal performance. House for every diesel. Here's a big thanks to the more than century-old House company for their support of Overdrive Radio. You can find them and more information about Diesel Defender and other of their fuel treatments and products via H-O-W-E-S, HowesProducts.com. Here's Eric Harley setting things up with an anecdote about the pace of change in trucking. And a question directed to me about the annual continual updating Overdrive does to its start-to-finish business manual for owner-operators, released at Matt's on the occasion of the talk. That's Partners in Business, of course, which you can find and download free of charge via overdriveonline.com slash PIB. Here's Eric. I've been doing the all-night show for 27 years, and I remember coming on board, cell phones were new. And drivers didn't want cell phones because they were like, eh, a lot of drivers were reluctant. I don't want to be called 24-7. I don't want to be, I don't want to be tracked down 24-7. And then that quickly evolved to everybody having a cell phone and then smartphones. And then it was, oh, man, look at this app. Look at that app. Right. And look at what I can do here and the great efficiencies that came along with that technology. When you go back, you know, a couple of decades here with partners in business, um, I'm guessing it's the same kind of you know, perspective of looking of that evolution of, sure. of you know everything, and it 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 must require some tremendous partners like ATBS in order to get this out in a year. Because if you think about all that can happen in just one year, yep. you know my mind is my simple mind is going to that thinking, wow, how do they get it done in a year? You know right, because there's right. so much so many changes. Um, but what has that been like, you know, over the years for Overdrive with this manual coming out every year with all the changes that are constantly in play? Yeah, I mean, there's constantly new uh, inputs, new tools. Yeah. Uh, you know, and over that long term, like like you mentioned, it's uh, things have really evolved uh, from the, you know, the amount of tools that are uh, that are available. Mm. Uh and, you know, one of the things we like to do with the manual and, you know, with the coverage that we provide daily and at the overdriveonline.com website yeah. um, is, you know, help people really know how to, how to use these tools. That's a, yeah. That's, yeah. A big, that's a big thing that yeah. uh, I think gets overlooked a lot. And I know ATBS has, uh, through the years, uh, done much the same uh, with access to their platform. And Mike might be able to talk a little bit about uh, the evolution of of the tools that are available through them and the speed at which uh, owner-operators can use their service uh, and, you know, and others uh, to, to yeah. really get a close handle on costs. I think yeah. that's, that's kind of that's one of the biggest issues going uh, in, in over the last year and a little bit more now. Sure. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a constant frustration, I know, for folks right. out there trying to keep a daily uh, handle on how costs are fluctuating for them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It seems obvious when you look up at the fuel pump, but there's a lot more to it, right? There is a lot <laughs> more to it, and and that's a great transition. Mike Hostead from ATBS, uh, we go back, man, I remember with uh, the Amons, you know, and and uh, the advent of ATBS and this, this idea of the business side of trucking. And uh, Todd just hit on something, and that is, you know, those costs – one of the things that has been preached in the business 
and I know you guys uh, talk about this quite a bit, is that cost per mile. But man, the fluctuations can be so great. Uh, so what do you guys experience there at ATBS and in, in that very, you know, fundamental, I guess, starting point of that cost per mile and how to stay on top of being able to calculate that and maintain your knowledge of your cost per mile? Yeah, <clears throat> great question. You know, I think uh, we've evolved a lot in terms of the speed, as Todd had mentioned, in getting that information to, to owner-operators. I think there are a number of owner-operators that, that don't even know their cost per mile and really need to get a handle on it because it's such an important tool when you're trying to decide which load to take or how you're going to get home and cover your fixed costs and things like that. So you really need to understand it and, and really starting day one, or starting over if you're an experienced owner-operator now and really getting a budget in place um, to say, what are my fixed costs per day? But most importantly, what are my costs per mile? Right. Um, so yeah. we've made it very easy with an app, um, with technology, to just get us information and we can spit it back to you in a profit and loss statement in real time almost. Wow. Um, almost a business day, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, when I started ATBS almost 15 years ago, mm. we would get boxes of receipts and settlement statements and things like that. And yeah. then we would have to input it all, turn it around, and yeah. then print a profit and loss statement yeah. and mail it to somebody that's out on the road. Yeah. Today, yeah. you take a picture of something on our app. Usually the next business day, we have it posted on your profit and loss statement. So it's updated real time. So you can, you can really track and, and monitor your changing, your changing cost per mile, yeah. um, you know, different variables like that. So you can, you can change your business overnight and make decisions overnight instead of in arrears. You know, that's part of the advancement of technology that I talked about, because I think I was talking to Matt Amon uh, years ago about that process of, you know, keeping your receipts, keeping those paper receipts. And obviously, if you're still getting those paper receipts, that's a, a critical part of it. But now there's so much to that um, about in technology, being able to integrate even the paper receipts into that technology and keep track of it. Um, one thing I've learned about keeping receipts is by the time it comes around to tax time, uh, even if you're filing quarterly, some of those, the ink on those receipts will fade. Yeah. So the great benefit from that technology is being able to upload those receipts if you're using those paper receipts and being able to integrate that into the technology to make sure you're keeping track of it. Have you seen those practices um, through ATBS? Have you seen those practices improve uh, with owner operators out there in terms of tracking those their costs along the way? We have uh, definitely. It's it's something that we push every day for our clients to make sure that they're they're checking on that. We monitor it. We we reach out. We um, do everything we can. But yes. Uh, when we put out our app, gosh, it's been five years ago now. Mm. Um, when we put it out, you know, it was a slow integration, similar to cell phones, like we were talking about, where yeah. people were reluctant it's yeah. to, to, to change what they're doing. Right. You know, it's what yeah. they're used to. Yeah. And so when we started, we maybe got 2% of paperwork through mm. the app. Mm. Now it's almost 98%. Wow. So it's completely reversed where, wow. hey, just take a picture and get it over with. You know, that way yeah. you don't lose it. Like you said, right. the ink fades. Yeah. If you lose it, we can't count it. So let's yeah. get it over with. And, and we've yeah. really got that built into the process now, like you said, similar to cell phones, where it's just second nature. Absolutely. And, and that's it. Developing those practices, those habits 
of, of getting it. Uh, I, I had a boss one time that said, well, I've got the touch it once theory, and, and I put that into practice. And if something across, comes across my desk, I'm going to deal with it now, get it out of the way, make sure that it's handled, and then move on. That way, that pile on my desk doesn't accumulate. And But developing those practices along the way is something that is critical to that. Um, developing new habits. Uh, is is that happening, you think, uh, overall uh, at a greater level with owner-operators today? I, I believe so, yes. Uh, I would say overall. Um, there's still some that struggle with organizational skills, mm. like like any part of life. I'm right? raising my hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but again, it's just constantly reminding yourself and, and having that, that tool available to do it. Um, so if you just do it seven, eight days in a row, then it's just second nature and you don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. Um, similar to tracking your per diem days and, and things like that that are important for owner operators. Those are important deductions and important things to track and, and have account of because at the end of the year, we need that number. And yeah. if it's already done, it's done. It's done. Absolutely. Uh, Gary Books, uh, you are an owner operator coach. You're a contributor to Overdrive. So your experience, first of all, give us some background. You were an owner-operator at one time? Yes, I was an owner-operator, at least with Landstar, mm-hmm. 17 years, and uh, very proud of the success and the plan, retired as planned, successfully. Uh, transitioned into what I'm doing now because I'd done so much mentoring, and it's moved beyond mentoring, as yeah. we call it. Yeah, And the just the great, humbling opportunity for, through Overdrive to be asked to contribute yeah. to business uh, writing yeah. and ideas and uh, simple to use practices, behavioral things. Yeah, yeah. You 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 hit something, and when you you said retired as planned. Yes. <laughs> Planning requires that developing those practices and having the discipline to maintain those practices. It's hard to maintain. A plan. It's mm. hard. You know, one of the things we find a lot, as, and I find this as I get older, we'll say things like, well, you need a budget. Right. You need, it, it's easy to say. You need mm. to save. It's easy to say. Mm. It's hard to practice. Mm-hmm. So how do you develop those practices? And what I've found are some tools through working with them through simulation, interactive um, things where they... I don't tell people how to run their business. Mm -hmm. I guide them and I have them do the practices back to me. Mm -hmm. Like on these apps, there are a lot of people that still struggle. They don't understand how that works. Right. I get on with them and I show them firsthand. I've had people come to me and say, I bought a bookkeeping program. I don't even know how to use it and I can't get anybody to teach me. Yeah. So that's what I do is that kind of thing. Yeah, I okay, you just hit on something. Those are the things that at times I'll find, you know, something I'll come across it and the ad looks great and it's like, okay, this is useful in this way. And then I'll get it and then I'll it'll be delivered to my house and then it's I open it out of the box and then I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'm not sure about this." Now, I know that if I walk through, uh, my wife will always tell me, "Well, you can start by reading the instructions, but eh. <laughs> But honestly and seriously, I kind of feel intimidated in putting, implementing that, whatever, if it's a device or or a program, whatever it is. And that level of intimidation then brings on that procrastination. 
Right. And I'm guessing that's what you're finding with a lot of owner-operators. Exactly. They give up. What you're experiencing is the Ikea effect. Yeah. You buy. <laughs> yes. And there are a number of people who have businesses now that will put together your Ikea mm. purchase because people try to do it. They don't know how. So they right. hire someone to put it together. Right. That's that's very close to what I, I do. People ask me, well, how many clients do you have? I said, I focus on quality, not quantity. Yeah. And they graduate through. I don't want too many. I want to, I want to help them move beyond mm. needing what we do. Right. To be self-sustaining, that that independent owner that they want to become. Yeah. One of the things is we have to be careful with technology. We love technology. It's mm -hmm. easy. But when we lose focus when we don't touch the numbers as i call it mm. sometimes we don't know what the numbers are as well right. because we haven't had that interaction yeah it's yeah. like yeah it's like um, talking to someone on the phone versus a zoom versus in person shaking their hand for yeah example. yeah sure so yeah i have an example of of something that gary just talked about and we were it relates right back to the cost per uh, uh the cost valuation basically right um you know and it the, the, the notion of, of, of touching the, the, the numbers that you're dealing with and things of that nature. Yeah. And it doesn't always – and the apps are great. Speed is great. Uh, assistance with uh, uh, programs like ATBS, it's great. But it, it doesn't always have to be that simple. We ran a story about our, um, our trucker of the month for January. His name is Kelvin Schmidt uh, up in uh, – based up in Minnesota. Hmm. Anyway, he, he, he analyzes his uh, – profit and loss per every trip. And, but it's not a profit and loss statement necessarily. All it is is a is a series of boxes on the back of a of a piece of note a piece of notebook paper that shows all of his costs minus right. uh or, or all of his revenue for that trip and his miles and all of his costs and then computes the cost per mile for for everything that he uh that he spent. Right. And you know it shows his fixed costs as well. But he's got, you know, folders full of these things and yeah. uh, he ends yeah. up you know, he ends up he uses them um, when he's uh, you know working with his accountant later. But right, it's uh, it doesn't have to be snazzy. It's not right. you know it's right. not rocket science really. But right. by by writing these things down, like he he's he feels. I mean, he talked about it this way. He feels like it's he he makes it like just a part of of his daily life. You know, like it's just yeah. his thing. Well, you know, okay, that makes a lot of sense because. Uh, they always say if you want to remember something, write it down. If right. you want to, but but what you're doing is you're going through that process of first of all that very basic, you know, uh, training that we learn uh, early on in life of of writing, yep. and so you're engaging so many um, you know, motor skills and everything else. But that process of all right, I'm going to make these notes, and and I would equate it to my type of organization. You look at it, and it may not. It's not going to be the neatest. Yeah. And so if, if you, you know, if you have OCD about organization, don't look at my pile, yeah. but it is organized in my fashion. Right. And I know I can go straight to whatever it is you're looking for. Right. And those are the things, but you, you know, because you've, and, and he's created his own process. One of the things yep. that I um, learned, I don't know, years ago, and I learned it from a nephew actually, who's in business, very successful. And he said, I have to develop a process for everything. And so that process is, all right, if I need to do something, it, it's just like a project around the home. 
grab the tools. Okay, what tools am I going to need? All right, maybe I need to make the list. Maybe I need to actually write it down, not just go into my tool closet, you know, and 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 grab things. Write it down. What am I going to need? And right. then lay them out and make sure they're all here. And then start the project and everything and accomplishing that, whatever you're going to do, is going to be much smoother than running back and forth to the tool closet over and over again. That process part of it has been, I think, critical for some of the things that I practice and in, in, in any of the side businesses that my wife and I have. And also, again, my, my, just my daily routine for this job. Right. And I think that's part of it. And those are the things that I think, Gary, that we can all benefit from. I mean, I'm not perfect at it. I, I learned no. it much later in life than probably a lot of people. My, again, my nephew shared it with me. I'll give you a quick example of something that I find. Um, you find a lot of truckers, they're behind on bookkeeping, whether they don't send it in or they're trying to do it in a different system than ATBS or whatever. And they'll say, I got to catch up my bookkeeping. What I've learned is, and this is through my own personal experience, playing catch up doesn't work real well because what do we do when we catch up? We go back to, man, I got to do like last January. Yeah. Okay. You do last January. Does that really give you anything you can use today, this week in your truck? Right. Not really. Right. So what I teach them is do last week first and work backwards in yeah. your bookkeeping rather right. than catch up from the oldest work. And then when you complete this week, you do last week, then mm. you go back where you left off mm. and you do another set an example of do like three weeks or four weeks at a time. Maybe, right. 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 And make those entries or get those in. If you do it that way, you gain a reward psychologically because you are looking at current numbers, if that makes sense. Like right. Mike yeah. talked about the real-time. Yeah. Real-time information is a motivator. Yeah. It, mm. it, it has meaning. It's touching those numbers. Right. And, and that's part, a big, big part of the problem. So there's a, a business tip, whatever you want to call it, mm. for someone. If they're struggling with the motivation – that actually will provide a self-motivating, that's a self-motivating tool. Sure. And in going through that too, uh, one thing that I've learned is that I don't have to climb the Everest. I can break it down into small hills along the way and say, okay, I can take a week or two with this and say, these are the hours I'm going to dedicate to that. And then do it like it's my job because it really is. Um, but, you know, at my job, I'm expected to show up on time. So then I'm going to dedicate some time to it. When am I going to do that? What what times are best? When am I best suited for that? And when is my mindset best in the day? All right. Uh, 10 a.m. on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'm going to go into the home office. I'm going to sit down, and these are the steps I'm going to take on each day that you don't have to climb that Everest. Because I think that's part of the procrastination is that, it does grow into an Everest in your mind. It's not really an Everest because you can get it done, but it becomes something where people put it off because it's getting bigger and bigger. You get that anxiety. Yeah. And that's a shutdown. Effect. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. And that, yeah. that creates the bigger, uh, you know, the bigger mountain to climb, the bigger hurdle. And, you know, one thing, Mike, I know that you folks at ATBSC, um, and that is um, this, this, the cost benefit analysis 
return on investment ideas. But there are so many things here that we talk about um, that if you're not taking advantage of all of it, and, and you're not, again, starting with your cost per mile, but, but going on also to knowing um, the tax code. I mean, my gosh. I mean, I don't know how many thousands, hundreds of thousands of pages <laughs> there are in tax code. But, I mean, truckers should know the benefits of, of having that knowledge. And it's just like negotiating rates. It's just like anything else. When you are in business, you need to know what those advantages are. Uh, what can you share with drivers from uh, an ATBS standpoint on on that part of it, of being knowledgeable about, you know, those outside items like tax code and, and what you can benefit from? Yeah, great, great question. Um, you know, that's something that we do every day is put out content to help drivers stay aware of what's happening with current tax code. Uh, we see so often that owner-operators go to someone local, their friend, their spouse, who might not know anything about the trucking industry. And as you said, especially over the last few years, let's call it the COVID era, um, there's been many stimulus packages, benefits that you could get, changes to per diem, changes in filing days, things of that nature that, that are just almost impossible to keep up with. I mean, yeah. it's all we do, and it's still hard for us to keep up with. Right. And so you just have to have that knowledge base or that resource, which we can we can be for you, to make sure that, that you're you're keeping up with these changes daily, weekly. When it comes out, you need to you need to understand it. Um, I'll, I'll give you a good example: is the the per diem deduction. Mm. Um, we we see so many new clients um, that that went to an H and R Block or a Jackson Hewitt, and we look at their past tax return, and they didn't even claim the per diem deduction, wow. which is a daily food allowance when yeah. you're on the on the road. It's right. sixty nine dollars a day right now. Wow. So the average independent contractor is getting fourteen to sixteen thousand dollars in deductions just for their food allowance, and we see that missed constantly. Wow, wow! And and again, when you're taking advantage of those those deductions, that is money in your pocket. That's money you're keeping in your business, and you hear it all the time. I know you folks hear it, but trucking is that feast or famine thing. But with the planning. It doesn't have to be feast or famine. You can plan you because you know the famine's coming back around. That you stock up you your your business pantry, I guess. If you if, if, you know, to make sure that as you're taking advantage of all of those benefits and and that knowledge, um, that you're prepared for those you know those leaner times in trucking, which are inevitable. They're, they come around. They are, yeah. What we've seen, and especially for newer owner-operators that came in during the COVID stimulus freight boom, I would call it, mm. where freight was on fire for two years, the longest we've ever seen it be on fire, the highest rates we've ever seen. So people came in to being an owner-operator during that boom time. Yeah. And that's all they ever knew, and that's how they think things have always been. But like the economy, like everything, it's a very cyclical business. And so we've seen a lot of bad habits come out of that great time yeah. um, where people aren't looking at their numbers because they didn't have to. Right. Things were so good, they didn't have to care about their cost per mile. They didn't have to care about their fuel mileage. Um, and now they do, but they never learned how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Todd, in, in putting together partners in business, um, is there anything... In, in this edition, this year, 
or in recent years that kind of stands out to you um, it, it, as Overdrive has you know, covered the industry for so many years and the changes in the industry. Is there anything that stands out, um, you know, with that owner operator and some of those stories that you guys hear and covering those stories, but also uh, as it relates to the focus in partners and business? Is there anything in particular that stands out about today's owner operator? Well, um, you know, in terms of the content that's in the in the manual, um, I think a lot of what Mike was just talking about uh, is in there. And you know, we we have a, a full chapter on uh, understanding fuel costs, right? How to improve them? Yeah, uh, myriad ways to do that, of course. But yeah, sure. Um, and you know, in terms of in recent times, um, you know, a lot of a lot of what we uh, utilize to update the manual this year, um, it runs the gamut. Really, I mean, it's yeah. hard to it, it's yeah. hard to uh, pin down one. It's hard thing. to pin down one thing. You know, yeah. there's a we've got a big new section on uh, spotting uh, uh, the the double brokers that work the load boards, which has become such a over the last year. Or so it's been just an explosion of it. Yeah, uh, right. And you know. It, that, that's that's an interesting issue. It's not one that everyone contends with, but right, right. Um, but it does come up every once in a while. Well, yeah. It comes up a good bit for mm-hmm. sure, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of carry. It's easier. It's easy for carriers to miss it than yeah. it is for brokers who are always on these boards and and they yeah. see it. Ha- they see it happening in real time. Yeah. And but anyway, it's that's a side issue. But um, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess today's owner operator. I would agree with what Mike said. A uh, lot of new people in the business, and mm-hmm. and it's a, it's it's getting to be uh, kind of a tough time, particularly for them. Yeah, and yeah. and we, I mean, we just really hope that uh, folks that are particularly new who haven't taken advantage of of this resource uh, would do so, you know, and, and mm-hmm. feel free to contact us anytime uh, yeah, yeah. for any questions that that uh, that anybody has. If I can't answer something. Um, I can shoot something to Mike. I can shoot it to Gary. I've yeah. got like tons of other people yeah, that I can yeah. send you to. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's uh, seriously though. That's that's a that's a principal message I would have for anybody listening to this for sure. Right. Take advantage of everything that's available. Yeah. To you. Yeah. This and is a free it. resource. Exactly. You know? Yeah. you know, and and yeah. and those are the things because I think especially as we sit here at the Mid America Trucking Show, I've said for years, drivers, you know, if you can, if you can afford it. You know, stay all three days, spend some quality time. First thing you do is grab a bag and go get the freebies, take those out to your truck, and then come back in. Right. Sit in on the seminars. Yep. You know, sit in um, and, and then go to a booth and, and ask a question. Yep. You know, find somebody that can answer your question. And and those are the things that the free information that that's out there will help you make those better decisions along the way. Because... If you've got a million questions, and that could get back to the very simple thing of writing them down. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting to where I'm I'm doing that now. Okay, I want to write down some bullet points of, of things that I'm I'm curious about. If I am doing an interview or or, or, or anything like that, um, but if you've got those questions, write them down, take them with you, and, and approach that it, it, at a show like this. But at any time, there's so much availability of that kind of information, especially with technology, it's easy to find and easy to get those answers. Gary, if you're talking to 
an owner-operator today. Because uh, Todd, you know, touched on it. It is, you know, we're, we are in, in leaner times right now. Uh, the industry is seen much better. We came out of a, a very hot, uh, pandemic era for the trucking industry. And so there's a lot that is relative, but also there's a lot that is, you know, these headwinds that, that we're facing, uh, inflation, fuel prices, and everything in between. Uh, what would you, how do we prepare for that storm on a, on a daily basis? What, what do we need to do in our operation? That's great. We, here's, what I suggest, and I give it as suggestions because you have to modify it to your situation. Uh, first of all, we tend to all want to rush the process. Mm. We want to speed things up, especially with technology. Yeah, You have to take time, identify what is real, what is true. It's that fixed cost we talk about. Mm-hmm. Know what's, what's real, what's true. What are you speculating on? My little grandson... Who's 11, I, he said, I study in algebra. I said, what's algebra? He says, oh, grandpa, that's when you're searching for a number that you don't know exists. <laughs> and I go, man, that's trucking if it <laughs> ever heard anything. And, and that's what we do. But you, you begin to identify that, those lists of what's true, what are you speculating on, what's important, and what's critical. Yeah. But it takes, I wrote an article about and I did some research and I read a book and it talked about how it takes 10,000 hours to become a world expert. And they studied people that became like pro athletes or musicians or, yeah. or writers or in the amount of time. And I think about when we come into this business, it's like you go to driving, driving school, you become, a, you go with a trainer, then you get in a truck, you might drive for six months and then they say, hey, Lisa truck, you're an owner. Yeah. That isn't even close to 10,000 hours. Right. And here's the other part. 10,000 hours of doing what? Driving or business. Right. Business is separate from driving. You got to change hats, folks. The business, when you shut that key off, learn to use that time as a business asset and a personal asset. Stop worrying about what the ELD does. It just records you. That time off is an asset that you can use to do the things that... ATBS, Mike's crew, they support you if you use their services. But we see people paying for services but not taking advantage of the service. And that's part of what I'm trying to help encourage and teach people to help help Mike, help, yeah. you know, and the owner. Yeah. yeah. Because Mike's there to help you if you'll let him. Yeah. So. Mike, it was like Gary was just reading my mind because that was going to be basically my transition to you. And that is you guys offer so much at ATBS and over the years have developed and, and, and progressed, you know, uh, along with that technology, the app is out there. And, and you were talking about now um, the functionality of that app and, and how many users percentage wise are, are, are creating those great practices and habits every single day. But it, it does require taking advantage of that so that you can leverage ATBS in the best possible way. And so, uh, you know, what would you add to, you know, what, what Gary was just talking about and making sure that you do take full advantage of the offerings of an ATBS? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Um, 
honestly, it's like Gary said, it's repetition. Um, so when you sign on with ATBS, you get your own business consultant that's there just to help you understand those type of deals, just like Gary does, maybe not on the, the you know, crazy scale that Gary uses because <laughs> Gary is, you know, so, you know, in the weeds. Yeah. We yeah. are too, and we are there to help. And so that consultant can help you on a limited basis. Yeah. So when you get your P&L each month yeah. or each week when you see it update or each day when you see it update, that consultant is there for you to talk about it with, right. to look at the numbers, to help you understand it. And so our best clients, the ones that really succeed and move up in the world and add trucks and get it at a corporation and have payroll and things like that, they start as a, as a first day trucking company and they do call in, they do ask those questions mm -hmm. and they review it with somebody who understands it because you don't understand it when you first start. You right. do, it's a, it looks yeah. like, like, you know, like hieroglyphics, algebra. like algebra to me. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. there you go. Great. And yeah. so it, the people that call and the people that use the resources and look at those numbers, if you do that for six months, a year and get help, next thing you know, you're reading it by yourself and you didn't even realize it. And you yeah. know what's going on on a daily yeah. basis. And it's those it's it's exactly what Gary touched on uh, the 10,000 hours, because one thing he also did is divide that. All right. 10,000 hours on which side of it. And we've been talking for years and with help from you guys and overdrive and talking about all right the business side of trucking but those are two different jobs two different roles that go into the same operation and you've got to be able to wear both hats but with those practices along the way you also hit on something there and that is as you are doing that more and more you understand then next thing you know you've been using the app for five years and you've been doing this part of it for five years and you changed those habits five years ago. And now all of a sudden you've got that knowledge, not just the practices, but you've got that experience in knowing what you're looking at in knowing the benefit of taking that and parlaying that into again, a profitable business. And you know, the important part of that too, or an important part of that is just knowing once you've got that down, it's like knowing, you, you sort of develop the, the ability to adjust yeah. and to know when you really need to, you know, right. it's, uh, that's, that's one of the things that a lot of the folks that have been doing this for a long time uh, as owners or, or, uh, you know, as, as moving up, adding trucks, doing right. things yeah. like this. That's yeah. one of the things they always stress. It's like uh, whether it's a crisis or whether yeah. it's just noticing something that has changed uh, in a small way. Sure. It's like knowing what to do and, and when to do it and, and just following through successfully and adjusting. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, um, I started broadcasting, um, at the age of 18, right out of high school. And I, again, every, I, I, I try and keep my open mind of, of, all right, what is it I'm not learning? What, am, what am I not practicing, uh, in, in what I'm doing? What are the processes that I'm not uh, implementing that, that could help me? Is there, time for a change in that process and right. to add on what you were you're saying and I, I actually went through that it was a few years ago but I was uh, filling in at our flagship station as a morning anchor and things move very quickly on morning shows uh, on the all-night show we get some time to hang out uh, it's it's a lot like a podcast uh, but on a morning show it's very quick and and stories are coming across and everything else and there was just this I would say logistical issue that I was having in balancing my sources of information that we follow and having them readily available in front of me, 
right? So I, I, I thought right then and there, I, it was just one moment that I had on the air. And then right then and there, I redeveloped the process. And that, that's just the way my mind thinks. And, okay, now my process is going to be this. And uh, the laptop is going to be over here. The PC is going to be over here. And my hard copy is going to be right in front of me and, and organized. So it was about that reorganization. And, you know, again, this is something that I'm learning much later in my career, probably would have helped me years ago. But I think that's part of it, too. And I would say, Gary, that don't I get one of the lessons that I've learned and something I would tell others. Don't believe you can't learn those new tricks because those new tricks can be the key. Yeah. Curiosity is is a wonderful think like a grade school child. I have a six year old granddaughter. Think like her. And one of the, one of the things that will really help people is find yourself an accountability partner. Yeah. We all have someone in our life that holds us accountable. Right. Mine's my wife. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. But amen to that. But in business, it, it often the spouse is not the best accountability partner mm. for your business. Mm-hmm. You need someone who's going to be honest with you. Um, I describe what I do as I'm a sheepdog. Mm. I'll guide you. Right. The only time I'm going to try to really stop you is if you're going to get eaten by the wolf. Mm. I'm going to. I'm going <laughs> to step in front of. I'm going to step in front of you, but I'm going to let you learn. I'm going to guide you that you to try to help you not hurt yourself. But if we protect people too much in this business, as they learn, they don't learn and they revert backwards. And that's part of what happens so often. We had the great event here the last couple of years. The the profits were so great. Now it's like, shoot, I got to work now to get a load. I don't know how to get a customer. Mm. I described to some owners yesterday some tips how to go in or how I said, who have you hauled for repeatedly? Are you contacting them? Well, yeah. no. I go, why not? Yeah. Why aren't you contacting the people you've worked with? Okay. That's let's let's stop and talk to that owner operator because it was last summer. I was at the Walcott Truckers Jamboree, and I walked on, up on a, a driver that I know, uh, Tony Snow, and he was had just booked a load, and was worried about fuel prices, you know, cause he was trying to factor everything in and he goes, and he just got off the phone as I was walking up to him, man, I was trying to book a load and, you know, with fuel prices and he's trying to, you know, work everything out yeah. there. Um, and it, 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 I just, I felt so helpless for him, but I could see that he was like, all right, man, it's, it's tough, you know, booking that. So if you're talking to an owner operator, um, in these lean times of, of booking that load, uh, you started with something. Those relationships you've built already, those are, you know, those are people that trust you. They, they've worked with you before. You have somewhat of a reputation with them. What else would you add to that? Where do they go next? What do they need to do in terms of finding those loads, but, you know, finding, you know, that, that freight in those lean times? It begins with best practices on customer service. We are in the customer service business. We're not in the driving business. We're not in the driving fast business. We are in it to make a profit, a return for our families. And so when we go into a customer, don't be the problem. 
be the solution to their problem, help them recognize that. When they have other truckers there that are causing trouble, when you get a chance to check in, say, look, it looks like you're having a rough day. Let me know how I can help you. That's a, gr- that's a great way to start. Right there, a great phrase to use. How can I help you? Here's another thing. Never, ever mention to a customer, hey, can you hurry up? I got to get to another customer. They will slow down on you. They aren't worried about your next customer. They want you to be worried about them. You never mention your next load. I've had them say, you know, I'll be in the the waiting room and they'll go grumbling about, you know, waiting and and the clerk could hear us. And I said, well, I'm not really worried. I'm getting $100 an hour to sit here. The clerk would go like that. 15 minutes later, they'd have me in a door out of there because they didn't want me to get $100 an hour. Right. Now, whether I got 100 or not, they didn't know. Mm. But I knew how to work the system. Yeah. You know, but I often did get $100 an hour. Being an owner, I negotiated that ahead of time. Mm. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. You know, all these things factor in. You price your whole day on the load. You don't just price the mile. Because you don't know what's going to happen after that. You may have to sit the rest of the day. You've got to pay for the whole day. But we come back to some of those basics of when you're looking for a load, building. Put your name, print your name, and put your cell phone number on your bills of lading. Point it out to the customer and say, hey, if I pull out of the dock and there's a problem or a question, you call me directly. I've been in the parking lot, had them call and say, we forgot a pallet. Where are you? So well, I'm right outside. Oh my gosh, it was maybe 30 minutes, but I was getting still getting ready to go. Mm. If we wouldn't have still been there, if they wouldn't have had my number, they would have had to get an expedite. It would have cost them thousands of dollars to complete that load. Yeah. I mean, those little things they remember. Yeah. Wow. This is uh, just amazing, you know, to think about. And, and Todd, Gary hit something, and that's the customer service part of it, you know. Um, I, it, it Because... Drivers deal with so much on the road. I mean, the, the traffic, uh, maybe any equipment issues, um, uh, so many things on a day-to-day basis. But treating that customer in that moment like they're the only customer and servicing that, we call it super serving your customer, is something that is a, a real key in the industry, I think. And the best of them practice that every day. Yeah, I mean, and it can be difficult to uh, muster the will to yes, and to the continue patience. To, some, yeah, and the <laughs> patience to to yeah. sometimes sure. uh, uh, really commit to that. But uh, you know, that whole conversation there you guys were having made me think of another like uh, icebreaker for for guys that are you know have contacts with logistics managers or brokers, you know, logistics managers, shippers, I mean, and, and, or brokers, this can work too. But, uh, this is one from uh, owner operator, Henry Albert, who I think most people in here know. He's, he goes, he he and I go back a long ways, but, uh, (laughs) back in probably around the time I met him in 2007, he, Mm. he, he said, you know, one, one thing I actually, and I actually did this, but I always tell this to somebody, if, if you, if you want to go after like a direct customer or, or you do this with your broker as well, uh, just ask them, ask them what their, what their toughest load to cover is. Ask mm. them what no, nobody in their right mind ever wants to do for them. Right. And you know, there's a chance that you can, yeah. and if you can, 
you're going to have that guy for life, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah. th- that's just one little thing well, that came to mind when I was thinking about it. And, yeah. I, but I know. love that. And, and, you know, having talked to Henry so many times yeah. over the years, uh, that is a, that is truly a Henry Albert approach. And that's service, right? Like yeah, that's, that's it, yeah, you know, yeah. because Gary, it would be so easy. And there are so many things I know that test the patients. Um, I was just having a conversation with my wife saying, I'm working on my patient skills <laughs> after 32 years plus marriage um, of, and it wasn't even anything evo- involving her. She was just hearing me go blah, 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 and moan and groan about, about something. But with drivers, I know that, that at times you, you do get impatient because things aren't you know going as planned or whatever. But if we do change that, if we make a, 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 a positive move in a positive direction in our mindset yes. and say, all right, this is the way I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to lean into it. I can't change anything about what's going on right now. So let me see if I can change it for the better and ask them, hey, what do you need? Can I help you out here? Just let me know. It's that first day on the job attitude. If you ever watch, I would go to a lot of orientations in the Landstar system, for example, and I would sit in and evaluate for them. And, mm. and when people are new to a company, they want to help everybody. Yeah. They don't complain about anything. They want to do everything they can to be liked. Right. A month later, <laughs> yeah. growling. Yeah. And, yeah. But if, here's the thing to remember. If you're an owner, every time you finish a, a load, mm. you're fired. Yeah. You're unemployed. Right. If you are an an independent or a lease operator picking your own loads, you have to get rehired. Mm -hmm. And that is a big part of, again, this mindset. There are so many. That's that 10,000 hours of things we talk about. Yeah. There are so many. And they, you don't run across them every day. Mm -hmm. That's the other part. So you have to have, you got to work on those habits of recognition when they trigger you what to do. The right, right you got to know the right responses when you're triggered. Yeah. One thing that I hear from drivers, and I know uh, Todd, uh, Mike, Gary, you've all heard it. And from drivers, we get that feedback. We're kind of the sounding board a lot, you know. But uh, it's, I want to be treated as a person, yeah. not a number. I think if we take that on, then then we have to have that practice in how we treat others. You know, that oh, yeah, right, there's somebody yeah. there. And they're struggling, and maybe they're impatient uh, because something's going on there. But if we can offer that solution, if we can be the solution, it's like you said, Todd. We friends for life, right? And once you do that, then they're going to be thinking of you in that way, and they're going to they're going to look to you for that solution. Yeah, and and that's <clears throat> what I what I think. You know, and and how I'm going to teach my kids is you have to be the bigger person in every instance. You think about driving, um, you know, you're stuck in traffic, you're getting cut off by cars constantly. Uh, it takes you all day to get to somewhere that should have taken you half the day. You get to the shipper and there's not enough staff there in the post-pandemic world. So you're sitting there waiting for staff to unload you. Not only that, but they won't let you in to use the bathroom, yeah, right? right? And so there's so many trigger points along the way where it's like, I am being treated terribly, yeah. but you have to be the bigger person and deliver that customer service like we've been talking about. Because, right. Because you've been beat up the whole way, mm. but you still have to be the bigger person. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I think we could put 
Gary and we could put Henry Albert in this category of those guys that, man, those guys are, oh, he'll do anything for you. Uh, that guy's a lovely guy, man. He's always got a great attitude. If your customer is thinking of you that way, you're at the top of their list yeah. every day, all day. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. Uh, gentlemen, um, this has been just a tremendous honor to have you all here in this room uh, to do this podcast. We want to thank Shell Rotella for making this podcast possible um, and Overdrive for all that they do. And ATBS, uh, thank you guys for being so generous with your time over the years. And once again, here, Mike, because it is critical. Um, one of the things that is the hardest thing to hear from a driver, and I, I do remember uh, it was right when um, around uh, 99, 2000, I, I, we were starting to get calls about you know, drivers having to park their truck. They couldn't afford the spike in, in fuel, you know, and things were different back then. Um, but it was like going from a dollar twenty nine to a dollar fifty nine, and wow, to have a dollar fifty nine again would be just a dream. But yeah. that jump at that time was was crippling they for were. them, and it it just became, um, I think, something that was personal for me. Uh, thinking about my both my of my grandfathers, thinking about my dad and others, and and what it's like to be out there on the road, and then applying it to a small business owner. Uh, for owner operators and knowing that my gosh there's this whole other side to it that is absolutely critical so uh, i think these conversations are critical i'd love to do this again sometime but i want to thank you all for being here and a big thanks to you eric for having us it's great eric harley everyone find the red eye radio extra mile podcast via red eye and like i said at the top catch a bevy of short videos from this talk via a playlist on our youtube channel I'll post a link to it in the show notes and in the post that houses the podcast at the worldfamousoverdriveonline.com when it goes live Memorial Day, Monday, May 29th, 2023. Thanks to the House Company for their support of Overdrive Radio. You can find them at House, that's H-O-W-E-S, HowesProducts.com. Any feedback for us, leave a message on our podcast line at 615-852-8530. Always love to hear from you. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with the acoustic guitar and other support of trucker songwriter Long Haul Paul Marhofer. The theme is Legend of the Snake Man by Marhofer, featuring the guitar work of Travis the Snake Man himself, Lamech, Terry Two Socks Richardson on bass, keys by Tishomingo, Jim Whitehead, and on drums, Andrew Marshall. The podcast is backed up further by Overdrive's own news editor, Matt Cole, social media coordinator, Holly Young, executive editor, Alex Lockie, and video editors, Lawson Rubisel and Andrew Glenn. Keep proud.